0: Hello, hello, hello! We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh.
1: Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, we're back. We made it barely, and uh, we're here, man. How you doing?
0: Doing good. And this is probably most likely the last one for the year, so we should make it, it count because Christmas is. break comes around.
1: Yeah, and, and this is going to come make out this fit. This Next is going to come out what like December eighteenth, nineteenth. Like that is Something just that before Christmas, people. So if you're listening, it's to this, Christmas you're week probably, as you're listening to this. Yeah, which is right? going to be like even more in the zone of like I don't want to work right now. I just want to make and eat cookies and do Christmassy stuff.
0: But as we're speaking right listen, now, yeah, and you also want to listen to your your good friends Josh and Andrew. So that's why you're listening to us as you prepare. Maybe you're wrapping presents, which, by the way, we have a P.O. box you can send us presents to. Just kidding. We don't have a P.O. box.
1: (laughs) I will give you personal address of Josh anytime. No problem. (laughs) Just message (laughs) me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I just moved and haven't given Andrew my new address. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) sucker. (laughs) That's true. That's true um i almost fun fact i uh i joked that josh to josh that i was going to give this listener uh his address one time and yeah. i didn't and i wouldn't but uh but it was funny josh is like what are you thinking yeah, never there's another dude no. maybe it's just even the
0: same guy that you let him know what city i live in While you said and i live on the east coast <laughs> like hey buddy <laughs> 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 you, know, it's all my city, you better tell them your city
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just on the other half of the country Very far from where but, you would know Yeah, Well, yeah, and my definition of East Coast
0: Is anything east of the Mississippi right. is the East Coast Because that's what we're taught in California <laughs> uh, So
1: that's a lot of ground to cover Ah, yeah. oh, California, man What a wacky place But I get it when you're all the way over there It's like, it's, it's so big It's basically its own country At this point, you're lucky.
0: Um, You're lucky. California cares about even the Western states that we had to learn those names because. Yeah. It's a good chance that you would just skip that, too.
1: Yeah, that's true. They probably wouldn't if they didn't have to steal all their water all the time uh, just to keep California, you know, not from becoming desert. Uh, But isn't isn't like
0: desalination like a pretty like advanced technology at this point? I think so. Yeah. They have a whole ocean around them. Why yeah. aren't they pumping the water Come out of the ocean?
1: People, just pump it out. You yeah, got with ocean. global warming, there's that. more
0: water in the ocean that they can use.
1: Yeah, allegedly. Let's make San Diego great again. You know, like pull in, pull out some of that seawater, pump out the salt, sell the salt, very high price oh, at the farmers' markets. And Trader Joe's get the would be water. all over that. Like, dude, I feel the I feel most, most nobody all over filled that. this up. Yeah, but what if they could? Elon Musk. they
0: could stop you. Like in international yeah. waters, like say we start the business in international waters, we just put a big old <laughs> drilling, whatever those things are out there, and we just pump water and salt out of it
1: and then deliver it to California. Oh like gosh. What are they going to do? Who's gonna who's gonna prosecute but us? I don't, I don't think you need a drilling rig. I think you just need like a buoy and a huge hose. Like get that sucker. Well, then it's know, coming into the United States and
0: at that point they'd be like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You gotta stay away from the law, yeah. yeah so that's their yeah. goal. Yeah. And we'll have we gambling stay out there up. too. So you gotta can, stay under so they the can come out, see yeah. our process and gamble. Right. But, so that's right.
1: Yeah, man. So we make a huge hose, pump it all the way to Las Vegas, where everything is legal, apparently, mm. and just declare like this is an independent nation, <laughs> independent we waters.
0: Get, we can we can yeah. let Elon uh drill us a big old tunnel with his drilling rig.
1: Dude, genius. Done. If you just text I, Elon, him if you're I'm pretty sure you have his number started. if you're listening if you're listening to our Christmas episode, which this is that, um, you know reach out to us instagram we're not on twitter slash x which let's be real change the name back to twitter everybody still calls it that uh, yes, but you can reach us you know you know you how to get a hold of us you're good at tech and yeah. uh let's do it man yeah
0: yeah twitter's my favorite social media platform these days and to favor I me mean, the only only one that i'm ever on
1: wow i just twitter, get, on instagram I get on my news now
0: i don't even like stuff. read my news app yeah. anymore so it's all just yeah. saying whatever Twitter's telling oh, me. And you got to believe everything right on, on the internet. It's all uh, X, man. A, I'll send all you a video. X. I'll send you a video when you get Please off the, the recording today yeah. that I sent to my Deal. siblings. That was absolutely hilarious. I don't know well, if it's a real commercial, but it could have yeah. been from the 90s. And if it is, oh, fantastic.
1: I hope so. Things you can't send it say to today. Yes things you can't say today. There's a lot. Not funny. What you can say today still is uh hey dude, merry christmas. It's merry almost christmas. christmas and
0: What's uh what's people, your favorite you may... christmas treat or favorite christmas tradition?
1: Come on, I was just going to start I know. That. that. And gonna... uh and I don't oh, you... have I don't have an answer. Uh I do. Brownies? I think of one, but You put some yeah. christmas sprinkles
0: on them and you can call cr- brownies christmas.
1: Oh, favorite christmas treat? Sorry, I thought you said tradition, dude. Oh, a bulk. I have I a favorite bulk. Christmas treat. All right. I love cookies, like all forms, pretty much all forms. And the last couple years, we have started making lots of shortbread cookies and gingerbread cookies. Now, the gingerbread cookies with icing are like you can eat. You could eat as long as you have the canister open, which we put them in huge tens. I could just sit there and just keep eating. They're so good. The gingerbread ones? Yes. But like with coffee, dude, or tea, you dip it, have a bite, or milk, dip it, have a bite. It's just like, it's the best. However, shortbread cookies at any time of the day, but especially in the evening, if you have a good beer with it, like a Christmas ale or something like that, dude, unbeatable as well. So I'm in for cookies, pretty much all forms, but gingerbread and shortbread. Short, Take or the short cake. Or shortbread,
0: the me. cookies they use to like in the grocery store. They usually have like a huge thick thing of frosting all on top of them. They're all colored. Is that a shortbread cookie
1: underneath? Sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of the time that's just a straight up sugar cookie. Shortbread, no, no. you you like roll them. They're usually smaller like that. Um, you roll them. It's like a high quantity they of butter. They're harder. It's a okay. high quantity of butter, sugar, and like about equal proportion of flour. So you like roll them and put them in the fridge and then slice them and then bake them immediately. And all the butter stays in and they're so good. So I was good, listening
0: dude. to a, a cooking podcast or a comedian's cooking podcast this morning while uh, in the background and He was talking about. He's like, I feel like I can cook. The comedian was, but like, I can't cook as good as you. Like, what's different? And he's all the amount of butter we use. That's what makes everything better. (laughs) We just use a lot of butter in the cooking world. It's like I'm just going to use more butter. I don't use enough butter and salt.
1: Awesome, (laughs) dude. Yeah, that pretty much is. That is the differentiator. Is how much butter do you cook with, Mm -hmm. and that's how good your food's going to be. Pretty much butter and salt. What's your favorite, dude? I was going to say for the people that don't know you like personally josh is one of the people who wants to put on christmas music like july 5th he might not put it on that early but it goes on early but like what's your favorite thing about christmas man is it is it the music is it like Mm. the church related christmas stuff is it something else like what's the best what do you look forward to
0: good question i don't know I do play Christmas music all the time and my Christmas tree was up until like July this year uh, it wasn't was it really in, but, but I just I don't know it's just a pain to take lights off of a tree I don't have of those fancy trees where the lights are built in and I get annoyed yeah. by it so I just left it there um, yeah but uh, Christmas music actually came late this year Christmas kind of snuck up on me uh, so yeah. it was like Thanksgiving before I was like wow I should probably listen to Christmas music
1: so late but favorite you, tradition. Man. that's like a month behind schedule I know uh,
0: yeah uh, Probably like the candlelight service. Yeah. I'm always yeah. a big fan of a good candlelight service. Yeah. That's the um, best. Yeah, but that's probably, yeah, that's probably a big one. And then like old family traditions. These are traditions we really practice more because we're not all together, but like as kids, like re- remembering, it's like some of your favorite times of year when you get to think back yeah. on family, family uh, traditions. <clears throat> but Yeah, man. Yeah, that's probably mine.
1: I'm, uh, I'm there with you.
0: All sugar, all types of sugar. I'm a sugar fan. Yeah, I love me some sugar.
1: Yes, me too. Uh, I do love a candlelight uh, Christmas Eve service. I've always loved Christmas Eve just as much or more than Christmas. Because Christmas, like growing up, I loved like presents and time with family and stuff like that. But if we're honest, as kids, it's like open all the presents really fast and then like... It feels like Christmas is done, you know? <laughs> you know the pageantry it's of like,
0: Christmas ends yeah, the night of the 24th. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, just like, get friend, the job done. I have a, like a genius friend who's like, no, we do all of our actual family presents like seven days after Christmas or maybe seven it's New Year's after Day. after Christmas. Like they save all their like direct family presents until like maybe New Year's Day. Um okay. So it's like. You go to, like, family's house and get some gifts and all that, stockings, and then you still have something like, no, we're extending Christmas, you know? So pretty Mm, cool. That's a good idea. Pretty cool.
0: I might have to buy Um, myself another present and just open it then. is what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. You should. I think you should. Or just, like, buy some cookies and save them until then. Dude. um, Cookies aren't going to last
0: that long in my house. Come on, Andrew. No.
1: If you wrap them, you know, if you wrap them, then you, uh, you can't, I'll know that they're there.
0: Someone else would have to (laughs) buy them and wrap them and not tell me what's in wrapping. (laughs) Oh, that's funny, man. Uh All right. Right um, o'clock would roll around one night. Yeah. You know what would be really good right now? Something sweet, but I got cookies under the tree.
1: (laughs) I've got cookies. Let's bust into this. Um, yeah, man. I, all right. So here's what I was thinking. Uh, for our Christmas episode, I'm going to read some Bible verses out of Luke 2 and then let's talk about it. But I want to know, like, what comes to mind as you hear these? Not necessarily even like what's your first take, but maybe what's something like of growing up that left a mark on you, uh, that comes back as you like hear these verses read or you think about them or you prepare for this Christmas. Like, just hit me with, yeah, first thoughts, but maybe anything more. More personal that comes to mind out of this. So, Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went up to their own town to register. So, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out on the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be your sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the manger. I'll stop there. That was uh, Luke 2, 1 through 12 first part of the, or a part of the Christmas story. But man, what uh, what came up or what, what hit you as you think about all the Christmases you've had or even just the meaning of that part of the story to you? I think like
0: <clears throat> typically in church, and this is probably why I like Christmas Eve services and candlelight services, is you go big for something. Right? You go big for some yeah. like element to uh, catch the attention of those that don't typically um, come to church on a regular basis, wh- whatever it is. And there's like this, <clears throat> there's this bigness uh, to the whole thing. Yeah. But you read the story uh, and you kind of look back at just the humility that exists. We're, we're pretty drastically different um, mm. in how we celebrate from what had happened. Um like, it was, it was lonely. They were by themselves. They were just kind of getting a task completed, and this is where they had to be for that. Um, they were probably dealing with the whispers of, like, oh, she was pregnant before they were married, and that whole roll mm-hmm. that's still going on. Um, yeah. They're, they're both probably most likely very young um, in age. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot going on in a simple time, and in this little moment, like, God changed the world. Like in this yes. briefness uh, of time that in most stories could have happened. And this probably exact story has happened numerous times, not in the sense of like, you know, the Messiah had come into the world, right. but, right. you know, a, a husband and wife having a baby in a small, you know, humble place. Yeah. Pretty regular story. Um, and they go on over there without like the magnitude of which has had happened in that moment yeah. that like thinking that God, all powerful, almighty, all knowing became one of us, became his creation mm. and limit himself as part of that creation. Um, so we could have, you know, we get into the our new father and um, yeah. you know, that whole rigmarole of, of the Messiah. But I think there's that piece of like, it, it reminds me of the pageantry because typically this gets read and it's, You know, you get like that James Earl, Irwin Jones voice in your congregation and you kind of kick it off in that way. Maybe it's even really dark and there's just a lady, you know, with a baby in the middle of the stage and the stage is lit just in that one place. Um, Hmm. I think that's the piece that I really love about Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Um, It will celebrate the magnitude of what actually happened. But it's, it's the reminder as you were just reading of how much God can do in such a small and humble moment. Um, that yeah. I think oftentimes we think that God needs to show his, his power and let, you know, let the world see who he really is. And that typically yeah. isn't God's MO, right? He came into the world yeah. as a, as a, as a humble baby. But mm. what about you What were your thoughts?
1: That's right. Yeah, man. What I, uh, you, you know, like, yeah, what it, I'll start with what it like immediately reminds me of. Um, I have like growing up, um, my mom always had uh my brother sister and i uh recite this like together not all at the same time but like we all three of us had like sort of memorized it and like i think through verse 21 uh or 20 and anyway like maybe my brother would start and then i'd jump in and then my sister would jump in and do a portion and then like anybody if somebody was faltering one of us would jump in and like keep going and uh i think of like all the christmas eves growing up where that was just a part of it like we would we'd go to christmas service uh christmas eve service and like it was always the candlelight thing which like i i've always been like a low grade pyro you know so like as a kid i remember just thinking like I can't believe I'm holding a real candle that's on fire. Like what, why are they letting me do this? (laughs) You know, and inevitably like dripping wax on myself and making noise during the service. But, uh, but I also think of like the, the most special part of this or the things that come to mind might actually be like reciting this with my siblings and just as a small family of five of us, um, growing up. You know, and like that made it that made it way different and way more special, and like marked the holiday in a different way than anything we did for like Easter or any of the other holidays. Right? There's a lot of great. Jane, holidays, have you memorize
0: the crucifixion and resurrection story? No, it.
1: no, no. That'd be a little. That'd be a little rougher. Um But like, but Christmas that like, yeah, like the, the service felt bigger, right? It felt different like that. We didn't normally go to church, whatever evening Christmas Eve fell, but it'd be like Saturday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever day. It was just Christmas Eve. Didn't matter what day, but we would go and like, that was abnormal. But then we'd go like, come home. Uh, and before eating dinner, we'd recite the Christmas story. then we'd have an appetizer for dinner dinner, which was always awesome. So I don't know, man, like that all that springs to mind in those memories and like the tradition of like, no, let's tell this story and let's like bake it into who we are that we know this story. um but yeah, man, like the 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 actual story of the birth of Jesus. I mean, it starts before this with like an angel appearing to Mary and announcing, "Like, hey, you're going to be pregnant," you know, and an angel, or you are pregnant? You're going to be the the mother of the Savior." Like, not normal, you know. She wasn't married to Joseph yet, and like in these days, like it was not viewed as like co equal men and women very much. Uh, So Joseph even staying with Mary uh, through the birth of Jesus is a big deal. And an angel appeared to him too. But then you come into this moment and it's like, they're still being faithful to each other. They're walking together. They're experiencing this thing together. I'm sure terrified, you know, like totally scared far from family, like alone in a different town than they're normally in. And it's like, Nope, baby Jesus is coming. Like, get ready, you know, find a place to be when this baby's born. So they do that. And, uh, and it's just awesome, man. Uh, it's awesome that that God incarnate came humble, like not a lot of fanfare, no fanfare at all, no palace involved, no no rich preparation and like gifts from every nation, Rome included. Like Jesus could have come in any way he wanted, right? <laughs> any place that he wanted, but he he showed up in a manger, uh, in the country, in a small town. To parents who hadn't had kids before, didn't know what they were doing, then like God moves and has an angel announced to some shepherds and to some wise men like far away, like this major thing just happened. Like celebrate, go like that is the Lord. Like he didn't, I don't know, man. It's it's just beautiful that the God we serve and follow spent like all the stories in the Bible working through humble people through, through people that were humbled (laughs) through people that were maybe less than qualified by the way we might look at it. And and he did these amazing things through them. Like Mary, we don't even know that much of her backstory. We just know that God was pleased with her. So he's like, you're going to be Jesus's mom, (laughs) you know, like good job so far in your maybe 13, 14 years of life. Like You're going to be Jesus's mother, like the savior of the world. You're his mom. Good job. She didn't earn it. Like, I'm sure she was faithful, but like, she wasn't like, God wasn't like, you're the only person who's never sinned and you're old enough to have a kid. So you're going to be Jesus's mom. No, it's just like you found favor with the Lord. Like you're going to be the mom of the savior. And that's awesome. That's
0: one of the best. That's one of the best songs, by the way, for Christmas. What? Mary, did you know? There's not a better Did Christmas you know? song out there. That's the best by far.
1: <laughs> That's good, man. But like, yeah, man. All of that just springs to mind, and uh, I don't know. We, uh, it's it's easy to to overlook Christmas and get caught up in, like the true Christmas story, and to get caught up in like all the gift giving and feasting and things that happen around it. And I I don't like want to just. Knock all of that, like, there's good reason a lot of that happens, but mm-hmm. um, but it's also good. Like, I think this Christmas, I need to take a minute <laughs> and slow down and like maybe step outside when I can see some stars and and just contemplate like what it would be like, uh, to be there or or to be one of those shepherds or to be one of the wise men far away where it's like, wow, God is doing something, you know, something really big. And somehow he's letting me know because uh, it's it's easy to get caught up in the busyness and the rush of all of it and kind of just like, man, I got to get to next Thursday when we do this thing. And Christmas Eve is that night and we got to go there for this and all of that. But, you know, it's about Jesus's birth and and it's worth celebrating and it's worth feasting and worth giving gifts and remembering and all of that. But um, But it's good, man. It's good. So yeah. what a special thought you talking, what have?
0: Yeah, as as you were talking, a handful of things kind of came to mind. Uh, I think a piece of the story that we can take out from it is he's just looking for someone willing to be faithful. Like as you were talking mm-hmm. about Mary, um, who knows what part of her life she lived up to that point. But God looking and being outside of time knew her her heart for the faithfulness moving on. And she didn't get it right every time. Don't get me wrong. But <clears throat> There was a level of willingness just to be faithful, and I just think of your mm-hmm. mom too, like teaching her kids to recite these words. Like it probably felt silly when you first couple of did it. Getting to the yeah. older, you know, elementary age and teenage years, the, there's probably revolts on numerous occasions yeah. where they're like, totally. "I don't want to do this. This is stupid." And I, I think mm-hmm. of similar things with with my mom and um, the fact that you know she stuck to it and was just willingness to to introduce her kids to her Jesus. Uh, mm. and then look at the impact it's having now, like the life that you're yeah. living because of, of that impact and the things that you're able to accomplish, you know, for the kingdom that, um, you wouldn't be able to accomplish if she didn't do the things that she did. Um, and mm. now it's one of your fondest memories that you look back on for this season, um, yeah. that you're, you know, working together with your siblings to tell a story about the savior entering the world. Um, at least as one of us in, in human flesh, um, I think there's just elements of that, that like God's just looking for willing people um, that are just willing Mm -hmm. to step up and do something. Um, and yeah. I think as you're in this season and the rush of it all, and, you know, Andrew said you got to be able to slow down in moments. Yeah. That's the story of life, like figuring yeah. out how to slow down and not pack your mm-hmm. schedule with things that may be good, but just aren't great um, in terms of, of what God's calling in your life is um, and whatever that looks like. And I'm not saying specific calling dream, but like yeah. you know, the calling of, of being, you know, his witness. Um, I I think there's a a piece of that of like as we slow down and look for those opportunities, you know moms and dads out there with little ones and yeah, and kids still at home like look for opportunities to practice these things even if they revolt against you and they hate you for it um and, you know in the moment and they tell you how dumb this is and how silly and stupid it is um there's yeah. a good chance that it's still clicking like there's something inside of it that mm. they do actually appreciate even though they want to put words to it uh, pulling them yeah. away from their xbox for 20 minutes to um do your yeah. you know christmas spiel uh, is worth it uh, one of my fondest yeah. memories now this isn't Uh, I think this is at Christmas time. It was at Christmas time. My dad read us a story. um, And, you know, my dad was, was a young believer most of his life. And he read us a story of, of Christ's sacrifice and and what did God do by bringing Jesus before we opened presents one year. And I remember even being in as a teenager, um, being like, this is, this is lame. And even like being judgy in the sense of like, do you really know what this means? Um, And all those types of things. But now looking back, one of my fondest memories of my dad, um, you know, now that you don't have those opportunities, but um, I I, I think it's in the moment, it may, you may get a lot of pushback, but it's, it's worth it. Like introduce them to your Jesus in a way Mm -hmm. and on their level that that's going to have an impact and and trust that it's going to have an impact, right? It was humble beginnings that God did some pretty incredible things right here. And it's going to, and it's going to continue to be the same in our own lives. It's going to be humble beginnings and a lot of the things that God has going to start and begin, um, or even, you know, mature just a little bit more throughout your life to get the next generation or the next generation to those places, um, that he's wanting you to go, but it always comes back to a willingness. Um, are you willing just to step in? Are you willing to do what God's asking you to do? Are you willing to take the time, um, whether it's a friend or a family member, or whether it's a kid or a parent, um, whether Hmm. it's a neighbor or a coworker, um, are you willing to take the time just to introduce them a little bit more to your Jesus, Um, you know, and the impact that he's had on your life that, that he could have on theirs.
1: Yeah, man, that's so good. And, uh, that's just, that's the reality of like you and I, we've talked a lot about like prayer and why we've talked about fasting. Like we've talked about reading your Bible and being in community with people and like all the things that, that are like expressions of like how to how to just grow in your relationship with, with God. Right. But at the end of the day or at the start of the day, maybe um, it, it just starts with like, man, I'm not perfect. God, I'm far from perfect. I see it. And you probably see it in a lot of ways. I don't even see it, but, uh, but I know I'm not perfect, but, but man, I'm willing to take like that simple next step. If you show me what it is, right. Like help me see what the next right step is. Um, and man, it's funny, like you're talking about, you know, the, the impact of, of that tradition in my life. And it's totally true. And now I'm in like the parenting zone and, uh, and I'm trying to like, okay, what are the traditions of like, every day that, that I can help instill in my girls and how I live. What are the traditions of seasons like Advent and Christmas? Like, how can we, how can we make this set apart and different and, um, and special and not just special for, for the great gifts that we can give and receive, you know? Um, but how do we set this apart? And like, it's, it's funny man this week as we're recording we're wrapping up the second week of advent right now and the you light the peace candle every night like it's just a normal candle we have but we light it and like the whole theme of this week is like being a peacemaker so we talked to our girls about like how can you be a peacemaker this week and like in our house and and with your friends and like all of that and to be honest there's been way more fighting in our house this week (laughs) than in a normal week. And it's like, and it's mainly like Janet and I are fine. We're not fighting, but, but between them, there's like very little peacemaking happening, you know, but, but like, we'll just keep plugging away at it. And one day, like they'll see an advent wreath, even if they're not like practicing that in their lives or their homes. And I hope that, like the, the meaning behind it springs to life. Right. Hmm. Like, I hope they, um, I hope that they, they see that and they're like, yeah, I want to be a peacemaker, you know? Um, Yeah. I think too, like, yeah,
0: I think too, like as, as you were just talking, I was just thinking like, this is something that God's been kind of running through my head over the last handful of weeks of like, how much our lives are in exist in the spiritual realm. That that we are really at war yeah. against against the enemy and how the enemy shall, it, just as you were talking about, you know, you're trying to share, you know, um, Jesus yeah. truth and hey, this is what who we're called to be, and you know, blessed are the peacemakers. Um and here's the enemy going, watch what I can do with your with your kids. <laughs>
1: like, um, I'll stir it up, man. I'll stir it but, up.
0: But I think it's it's a lot more prevalent than we we pay attention yeah. to or give it credit to. It's funny the way that this started, I was listening to a podcast. I'm trying to remember uh, who it was with. Oh, I, I remember now I, I will share part of it, but I won't share the whole thing just because I don't want any judgment from you woke people that listen to us. Um, but it was a Tucker Carlson interview with, with another individual yeah. and uh, yeah. Tucker was talking about, and I don't know, I don't know, the spiritual, um, position that Tucker is in. Um, but he was talking about just how spiritual some of the decisions that he's, that he thinks are being made. And this isn't just typical human stuff Mm. that there's more going on behind the scenes. Uh, and that just clicked in, in my head as as I was listening, I was like, you know, regardless of what they were talking about or whether or not that statement was true, it it doesn't really matter. But in general, like it is true. Like, you know, our church is planted in a neighborhood that's, um, doesn't have a lot of hope that the gospel hasn't penetrated that, um, unfortunately the, the church that's been in the neighborhood, the longest, um, you know, a lot of their, their momentum and, and, uh, um, excitement died, you know, decades ago. Um, yeah, but, but we have an opportunity to bring it back to that place. Again, it goes mm. back to the willingness, but like there's a spiritual battle here. And I was walking out of come and go a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> um, and when I was coming out, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or in my, in my small group, but, um, I was coming out and I held the door open for somebody and the dude just like walked straight past me, like didn't even look at me, acknowledge me, uh, that I yeah, yeah. held the door for him. Not that that matters. And then something else happened. I don't remember what it was now in the moment. Um, like at the next place that I was at, and it, there's just this really, of like oh wow like like this is a different like the enemy has a grab here that didn't have anywhere. Not that like, if you have more yeah. Jesus, you're more polite, yeah. but if you have more Jesus, you're going to notice people. That's a reality yeah. of life. Yeah. But, um, I think there's this right. piece of like, no, like we're not just here to, to plant a church and, and to, to see, you know, sure salvation. We're here to, to take ground back and there's a work that's yeah. being done. And it's the same in our own yeah. lives every day, right? It's the same in your yeah. families. Like the enemy is working really hard to take your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's really yeah. dar- darn good at it. He's been doing it for, for, thousands upon hundreds of thousands of years at this point, depending yeah. on your viewpoints and when we were created. Um, but yeah. I, I, there's this piece that like when we have that willingness of heart as Andrew's just talking about and doing these yeah. things, like we're, we're working to take ground back and you're going to get opposition to it. Uh, but it's worth it. Um, it's going to be hard. And the opposition is probably going to come directly from the person um, that you're trying to um, speak Jesus into. <laughs> uh, and it's yeah. going to be a, a disappointing moment, but it's worth it. Like watch what can yeah. happen when we take ground back from the enemy and bring hope back to yeah, these I mean, places. And we get to play a part of yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I think that's the story yeah. of Christmas. Like, watch what we can That's do right. even when we don't think we're resourced to be able to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And dude, just to go one step further or like maybe back into it, like part of the Christmas story is that like just after Jesus was born and the wise men came to like worship him, they stop, they swing by um, the city that I think in Jerusalem and they talk to King Herod who was Roman, who wasn't actually a King. And they're like, Hey, We saw the sign, the sign in the sky, like there's a new king that was born in Israel. And uh, Herod's answer was like, "Well, I better persecute all the Jews and like try to kill as many babies that are under two years old at that point as I possibly can to try to snuff out this future king." Right. So they fled like Israel. They they fled to Egypt, uh, is what I I believe to Egypt and. Anyway, man, like that, that it's so true. Like you, like Jesus was born and there was like all this abnormal stuff happening, like angels in the sky and people hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of miles away being alerted through the star appearing, right? Like things that are just not normal start happening. And immediately Satan's like, well, uh, I'm not a fan. What can I do to snuff this out? Right. He doesn't mind that a lot of innocent kids get hurt and families get, I'm sure, ripped apart from that. He's like, anything I can do to tear this down, I'm going to. Right. Didn't work out and it would have never have worked out. Um, just like we know the end of the story, right? Um, of how Jesus died and Satan, I'm sure, thought like, Oh, I got him now. And then uh then he conquered death on our behalf. Um and it's it but that's reality, man. And like I think coming into Christmas, being in Christmas, being after Christmas. Like, I think it's natural in so many ways that we feel like that same weight of like, there's immense joy and there's hope and there's peace. And, and at the same time, there's loss of like the people that aren't with you this Christmas that were in other Christmases, right? The family and the friends and, and all the things and, uh, there's a moment to look back um, and there's like a deep sadness that goes right alongside that joy. Um, and, and I think that's emblematic of what the first Christmas and the first, like the first couple years after that would have looked like in, in the neighborhood Jesus was born in and in Mary and Joseph's life. Right. Um, so I don't know, man, it's uh Christmas is like, it's the linchpin, right? Like it's, it's the start of of the story of our Savior. And it's something that we would have never predicted. Hundreds of people prophesied would happen, but that was total prophecy. And they, they waited hundreds and even thousands of years for it to come to be. Um, but it's, it was God's plan. It's like, no, to redeem mankind, I'm going to send my son as a man, right? Live yeah just like them fully incarnate yet sinless uh through this human reality we have to to redeem us and to be the the perfect savior um that will come again you know and it's uh it's beautiful and it's deep and it's full of joy and it's full of loss and it's it's good uh it's good so i don't know man i guess the only practical application i have and it's for me, but I think it might make sense for anybody. Is uh, is man like don't get don't get lost in the hustle of Christmas. Like maybe limit your commitments as much as you can because uh, your days off fill up way too quick. And maybe that's fine and good. Um, but even even if your schedule's way too full and it's what December eighteenth, nineteenth, when you're listening, that's okay. Like find. Find some minutes to to reflect on your Christmases growing up. Find some minutes to to read the Christmas story in the Bible. Find some minutes to look up at stars in the sky and just like turn the podcast off, even if it's ours. And uh, and like just pray and listen and imagine what it might have been like and ask God if there's anything he wants to teach you even through this humble Christmas story. Um that you might need to know, you know, and I'm going to do the same. So yeah, man, uh, it's good. What, uh, any, any like practical you're going to do this, or you think other people might want to do something, uh, thoughts that you have, Josh?
0: Um, my guess is as you're listening, there's something in the back of your head that you've been, that's been rattling around for a while. you feel like God may be asking you to do or to lean into or start the process on for take the right next step in. Um, like use the Christmas story as as motivation of what God can do now and um, you know, put yourself in Mary's shoes, right? Um here she is, mm-hmm. she took on the birth of a child. <clears throat> um, but she had no idea how it was gonna end. She knew he was the Saver World and mm-hmm. probably had dreams and what that could be, um, you know, throughout time and but didn't really know had a lot of questions and probably what felt like confusion uh, along the way but she just kept doing the right next thing um, so whatever that is whatever the thing r- rattling around in your brain that's been there for a while like take the, take the right next step towards it um, it mm. could be, you gotta be able to, you know, you gotta let go of some things so God can change your heart in some places to get you to that right next step. Um, it could be, uh, you know what the step is, but you've been terrified and you need some courage to push into it. Um, you know, an area that, uh, of life that you want to see God do, uh, remarkable things in someone else's life and you get to play a part of that. Um, but you don't know where to start and you're terrified, but you're not also, you're also not praying through it. Um, start praying about it um, daily and often. Um, I think there's a lot of things. I just think of, um, I don't remember which prophet said it, um, but quoting God, you know, if my, if by the people who call me by name, if my people would just pray, like watch what I could do. Uh, and I think yeah. there's a lot of areas throughout this world that uh, are, have been taken over and are in control over to the enemy because one, God mm-hmm. allowed it. Uh, but two, because they're, his people didn't enter into it. um, And he's waiting for someone just willing to do it. And it could be big. It could be small. It could be impactful uh, for generations. It could be impactful for the people right in front of you. You never know, Um, but just take those right next steps. Um, But spend some time with Jesus in the midst of it all. Um, if you're not spending time with Jesus, it doesn't matter what you do. You need to be doing that first. Like nothing else matters is more yeah. than you spending yeah. time with Jesus on the daily. Uh, if you're not doing that, let, let that be your new year's re- resolution. And maybe that's our next episode, Andrew. We, we talk about new year's resolutions yeah. after the first of the year yeah. and the dreams that God's placed that we're trying to chase uh, in our lives, in our, in our church's lives and all those things. But, um, Amen. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all. Um, that are listening Uh, I hope your Christmas is a time um, that is fruitful um, be able to reflect on God's um, present to us and his gift of, of coming to us as Emmanuel um, but also, I pray that those that you ask to go to church, you know, with you this Christmas Eve, the you yeah. know your neighbors, those that aren't aren't more that aren't as likely. I just pray that those uh, they open up, um, that their hearts are open yeah. to that moment, and for whatever reason, God orchestrates it in all the different ways that He has to orchestrate it. That they do say yes, that they do show up with you, uh, and they get an opportunity to hear the gospel, uh, maybe Damn for man. the first time. But Merry Christmas, Andrew, my buddy, my friend. You too. Have a great Christmas. I assume we'll talk again by then, but
1: Absolutely, we will talk man. with these people. That's right. We'll Merry Christmas, dude. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people.
0: And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you.
1: We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.